Welcome to Organizing with Ease. I'm Deanna Mall with Dees to Clutter. And I'm Zenit Siman with Firefly Bridge Organizing. This is where we talk about ways to make organizing easy so that we can enjoy our daily lives with less stress. Fall and the start of school is just around the corner. So if you're starting to feel a little bit of anxiety in the pit of your stomach, <laughs> which I already am feeling, oh, me too. with the thought of what that means for your work schedule and getting the kids to school on time, having the meals made, then this episode is for you. We're going to give you some ideas for how to make the transition from summer to fall easier for you. We're just a few weeks out from the start of school here in the 305, and we're seeing parents and kids everywhere preparing. It's an exciting time, but it also comes with some anxiety because we have to change our schedules. Oh my gosh, right? Yes. We'll have to deal with that ready morning quote unquote rush again. A lot of women worry about how they're going to fit it all back in again. The work, the kids, the family, the health, the pets, the husband, all of the above. <laughs> we all know it's a juggling act. So today we felt that it was a good time to talk with about some ideas that have proven helpful to the two of us, but also to other moms, our friends, our neighbors, other moms from our kids' classes, and all of us are that are working moms, whether you're full-time or part-time in the home or at an office. So I want to talk about my morning routine and let you know what has worked for me over the years. From when my kids were really little to now with a high schooler at home. And I hope that some of these ideas might work for you as well. I am a strong believer in preparing the night before. So The night before routine has been ingrained in my children's uh, routine. Like they know (laughs) that this is part of the, oh my gosh, got this done part before I go to sleep and brush my teeth. So um, they do. They pack up. The backpacks get um, set up, right? Um, Their uh, uniforms taken out. Yeah, it's not even taken out, but at least like they know what shirt or what bottoms to go with what top, you know, like all of that. The socks, at least I mean, like everything. Right. So now, like now, I have a high schooler, so now that's like you know, now they have to do it themselves. Like it's not mommy going in the closet saying, "Oh, here, let's just put this out," you know. So right now, this is where that independence comes in. She knows how to do it herself. Um, She knows how to do it herself. We already started doing this in middle school. This has really helped as well. Um, And so because those morning routines make things easier, um, when my daughters were younger, I actually had a morning checklist for them and I put it in their bathrooms. Yes, exactly. So we did do that. So we did have morning checklist, like really big print, big print, you know, starting off with, you know, like wake up. (laughs) Just to make it funny. Um, <laughs> and then the last one was, you know, don't forget the backpack. Um, right. <laughs> but, right, so even though you pack up the backpack, you know, don't forget to take it you with leave you. leave it by the door. Right, yeah. leave, it, right leave it by the door. So, <laughs> you know, because of these routines that we've done over the years, the girls now have done it themselves, and now they make it a point 
um, that they just continue it. So, you know, now I have one in the university. She's on her own. She's She's actually those routines that she's taken and learned from here at the house. She's actually bringing with her to the university. And now we're Fantastic. going into high school. The only the only drawback for the my middle to high school change right now is the mm-hmm. time of when to wake up. Oh right. So That's so changes. high school high school for us starts at 720. Yeah. Which yeah. is Oh, so too early. I'm sorry. It just is. It's just, it's just, <laughs> it is. It just is. So that's why if oh. we get that morning routine done, we actually talk about what's going to be, you know, put in the lunchbox. We have that the night done. Literally the night before makes yeah. the morning routine a little bit smoother. So if there is any hiccups that we can address, we might have that additional 10 minutes to figure out right. what we can do. I agree with you. I think that that especially for younger kids, and I know you and I both have older kids in high school and above, right. but when the kids were little, anything that we could do to reduce the rush yes, of the morning reduces the stress for everyone. It reduces yes. the amount of tantrums, the crying, the, I don't want to go to school, I don't want to wear that shirt. If everything is planned out the night before, I used to even pack their lunches the night yes. before yes, when they were super little because I didn't want, you know, in the morning, if you're helping them get dressed, you have to spend extra time to also pack the lunches. No, just get it done the night before at dinner time and then you're done. You're done in the kitchen for the evening until, you know, breakfast the next day. So that helped us a lot. But anything that helps transitioning, kids have a tough time with waking up and then being rushed to get out the door to go to school. So unless your child is one of those who loves going to school and is excited to get there and is rushing you to get you out the door with them, then try to smooth out, like you said, what happens in the morning. So not having fights about what to wear, already having. You know, one really good tip that um, one of my kids' teachers gave them when they've got iPads and to remind them that you had to not only charge your iPad the night before, but you also have to remember to pack that iPad into your backpack the day of. She said, look, plug in your iPad and wherever your iPad is charging, stick it into your backpack right there. So it's plugged in, but it's already in your backpack. And then in the morning, all you're doing is yanking that charger out of the wall and heading out the door with your backpack. That way you don't forget to put that iPad in there. So little things like that, that just makes a huge, huge difference. Huge difference. Huge difference. Yes. No, but you know, that tip that you just shared with the, which is a really good tip. I don't know if um, people have uh, took note of it, but you had mentioned that you had prepared the lunch boxes the night before while you were doing dinner. And so that actually is a time saver. So I too Mm -hmm. did the same thing. I didn't set, I didn't, what I'm, what I'm trying to explain is that once I was in the kitchen, I try to do everything that I possibly could within my kitchen time frame in the evening, right? Yes. So I took I took the time of dinner and lunch the next morning. I did it the night before while I was still in the kitchen. I didn't do right. dinner, finish up dinner, and then do the and then plan right. for lunch. Right. Like I did it yeah. all together. Like you had just mentioned yeah. that you did the same, and I think that that is one of those saving time time saving moments where if you don't do it, maybe that would be something to consider to make that part of your nightly routine. Yeah. I I totally agree. I think that's a good one. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's talk about 
our health. So what happens, <laughs> what can happen, I'm not saying it happens to everyone. What can happen in the fall is that things get more busy, right? Your kids have a lot more activities before school, after school, in the evening than ever before. And so you're also changing your schedules in the morning. So how do you make sure you fit in the exercising, the meditation, whatever it is that is your health goal? And what we hear often and what I've heard from my friends is that so many working moms have trouble with with self-care. Either they overcommit to others or to themselves to try to exercise so that they can have the healthy lifestyle. And so they're living with anxiety instead of the benefits of the exercise, or they just feel selfish for taking the time for themselves to exercise because they feel that it's at the expense of taking care of their kids, their families. And so they don't exercise and then they feel disappointed in themselves and they feel defeated. So I asked a friend of mine, Roxana, who is, well, she runs marathons. She's amazing. She, you know, cooks uh, meals for, for her and her family, very healthy lifestyle, but she had two little kids, just like, you know, we had little kids, you know, at, at the time that I'm, I'm talking about. And I asked her when her kids were little like that, how did she, did she first fall into any of those categories of, of just uh, trying to overcommit or feeling the selfishness, you know, the guilt of, of I, I'm taking too much time for myself and not taking care of my kids and so on, if she ever felt that. And then what she did about it, how she was able to create her routine to take care of her health and her fitness goals. And so she said she had two options at different times, at different phases when the kids were really young and then when they're a little older. So one is that she hired a coach who could do very early morning group workouts so that she was back before the kids were up and off to school, which meant she had to change her schedule and wake up super early in order to get that done. But she was happy to be able to do that in order to have those that morning wake-up time and breakfast and get the kids ready and out the door. So she felt she was spending that time with them, focused on them and not thinking about, oh, as soon as they're out, I, I've got to do my workout, da, 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 da. So it was all done, and then she came home. And then um, she also said that, you know, a group workout was great because surrounding herself with people with the same goals is always really motivating. I think that was great. And then she said that when when her schedule didn't allow her to to make it to those group workouts, she had to make sure to get her training done at home. So she did invest in the equipment, in making her space functional and enjoyable for her to want to work out at home. And then, yes, she had to, you know, she would wake up early, get the workout done, spend the time with the kids before they went to school. So, of course, it takes a little bit of sacrifice, but if that's one of your goals, you, it shouldn't be a time filled with anxiety or with guilt while you're doing something for yourself. No, it's true. And I actually can relate to that. I actually, when the girls were younger, I actually did a 4.30 wake up in the morning to be at the gym by like 5.15, 5.30. Oh my gosh. Yes. So don't ask me if I, I do that now. Don't ask me if I do it now. Uh, I do not. I do not wake up at 4.30, 5.30 gym. No. Um, oh but, my but the, this is true. It's, um, it is one of those things in it where we do 
we do sometimes like either overcommit, not by, I mean, just by chance, by default, just, it just happens. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you do have to take that moment and to just say, what are your goals and how committed are you to continue that self-care for yourself? Because if mommy is not happy and mommy doesn't sleep well, if mommy has a bad day, it really puts an effect on how manic Mondays can start. Yeah. And I mean, and we, and we know, right? Like if we don't follow a healthy lifestyle for ourselves, how can we expect our kids right. to follow that? So right, right. if my husband and I aren't eating well, and then we're telling our kids to eat your broccoli, um, excuse me. So we lead by, must lead by example. And the same thing comes with any kind of healthy lifestyle. So even if it's not a workout, okay, so no. here's the thing. I don't think I can, I've tried it and I just don't think I can wake up at that 5 a.m. and try to get my workout done before the kids wake up. I just, it just did not work for me, but I found a time that did work for me mm-hmm. and supported by my husband, I was able to make it work. So we have to make the, those those judgments for ourselves, right? And not fall into the the expectation that, okay, everyone should be waking up at 4.30 and we could do it at a, a point in time and maybe we can't do it now. Uh, I mean, I, it's hard to figure out how to do this, but it's part of this transition to fall. We have to figure out, we have to, you know, so we were talking, you and I were talking about sleep. <laughs> and oh, yes. Sleep <laughs> is such an important sleep, part sleep of this transition. Such, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. We, yes. we have to get our kids to sleep earlier, but we need to figure out our sleep patterns and our sleep routines as well. Yeah. Well, they do say, I mean, like, you know, there's been so many articles written and in regards to sleep, sleep routines, and how, what the importance is of having over six hours of really good sleep. Like it's, there is literally something to be said about having a really good sleep. So, you know, you can be in bed, you could be sleeping, but like, what happens if you wake up at 2 a.m.? You know, that's not mm-hmm. a solid sleep, right? Like if you wake up and and then then you wake up like at 2, 3, 4, and then the alarm clock goes off at like 5.36. And then so was that really a solid sleep? Like how those interruptive sleeps really make a difference for you and your and your mind and your body. And it over time, it can it can take a toll on it, on your body. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, yes. So focusing on our sleep hygiene, how we, the quality of our sleep is going to be huge for transitioning, doing a good transition into fall, just as our kids are going back to school. And then I'm, I agree with you. The morning routine is also, so that getting prepared the night before and the morning routine is also really important. And my morning routine has been, I wake up, I used to wake up before the kids did. And now now that my kids are older, I wake up at the same time as they do, but I make my way to the kitchen and I have I stack my the things that I do. So while I'm brewing my cup of coffee, we're emptying the dishwasher. Huh? Um and I'm taking out, you know, some things that I think, well, okay, is this an option for breakfast? I'll I'll pull it out. And then when the kids come, they make their breakfast. I'm having my coffee. We're chatting. We have this moment at the table where we're talking about the stuff that's going to happen that day after school, if there are any scheduling things that we need to talk about. That's what's happening during breakfast time. And then we all go brush our teeth, get dressed, you know, grab the things to get out the door and out the door we go. Because as they get older, you will spend less and less time with them after school. And so morning time has become a really a special time for us at home. So that's how we manage our mornings at home. 
Yes. Ours is uh, similar. Uh, yes, I can honestly say that ours, and I'm thinking about, you're making me think, Zenit, about our morning okay, routines. <laughs> um, so, yes. So, same thing. Because the fact that we run the dishwasher the night before, because that's part of my night routine, mm-hmm. then the next morning, same thing. We have, I have the coffee, we have the key tea, my husband, the same thing. Um, we do empty out the dishwasher. We do the same as well. Um, I do have to say though, sometimes my girls do like, they take a little bit longer to prepare, um, Mm -hmm. to get ready for school. So there are not that moments where we can always talk all the time, but at least where we have maybe a five minute, hi, how are you? Let's check this calendar. What do we got going? Are we good? Are we not good? You know, like, so, you know, that is actually something that, um, we, we do as well. So it makes yeah. a big difference. It sets the tone for the rest of the day. Um, and also for you moms as well, like for me as well, I'm sure you see the same things in it so that you can look at your schedule. You have clients. If you don't, you have Zoom meetings, you have things to prepare for, um, you know, whatever that might be for those working moms as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So that, you know, and then of course, you know, you know, talking to your husbands or your partner and, you know, making sure that everything that you've planned for that day with them, it's all, you know, any changes, anything that we need to, you know, work on. And then, and then the day moves forward. But all of this really sets the quality of sleep. Like if you have, like for me, I can honestly tell you, I have become not the morning person, but I'm becoming now the morning person a little bit as the older I get, but sleep really makes a big difference. So if I have less hours of sleep, oh boy. I might not be as happy in the morning. Uh, oh, 100%. <laughs> I'm with you. I am with you, my friend. <laughs> right? Yeah, just, just a little bit. Those sleep routines, boy, let me tell you, so affect, so affect my, my day, my day. So let me ask you, is your husband a morning person or a night person? A morning person. He okay. wakes up even earlier than I do works out. He's on top of it. He's, you know, helping if I'm not out making the coffee and and maybe he's in the shower or something, he's already unloading the dishwasher. He's chatting with the kids, you know, so right. <laughs> even earlier than I, I'm just, <laughs> I've tried to be a morning person. The one thing that I do like is, is if I, so when I do wake up and I head out to the kitchen and if nobody's there, I love taking those 15 minutes before everybody comes out to focus on something. So focus on something for work to really move forward on something. And all it takes is 15 minutes to move forward. That way, I'm not sitting on my phone, you know, reading the news. Th- those things can wait. I can, I can listen to the news on our way to school. I can listen to the news when I'm back at my desk. Those things can wait. In the morning, I'm trying to do something because I'm, I'm focused when I wake up. I'm not a morning person, but once I do wake up, I know I need to focus and before lunchtime is my best time for work. And I understand that. So I really focus on that, which kind of takes us to what you and I, we like to do. You call yours a weekly reset. This is really important for work, for getting your work done, especially as you're transitioning into fall. And there are so many more activities and meetings at school and things for school happening that weren't happening in the summer. So taking a second look at our weekly reset and making sure it's ready for fall is important. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Weekly resets for sure. Because I can honestly say even during the summertime, I still continued my weekly reset. And um, I know I shared, I had shared um, on my, uh, on my story and also seen it, you know, as well that I had 
Not a phone call, not an email. I actually got that notice in the mail that I got summoned for jury duty. (laughs) (laughs) So what happens then? You literally, like you, you plan your week accordingly, but it's that one thing that, so, you know, had I not been somewhat prepared to go through that weekly reset, to have that Mm -hmm. backup really made a difference. Like it was a more of a, like a smoother transition for the family. Um, even during the summertime. So that's why it's even more important during the fall when everything is just like on rollerblades right. starting, like the school schedule, after school activities and what's mm-hmm. planned, what's your backup, how's that working? So it really made, so we still, can. Cont- I still can cont- uh, do my weekly reset on Sundays. What about using it? My weekly re- weekly planning is every Friday afternoon. Okay. And yeah, you're right. It doesn't stop in the summer because we're still, no. we're still working. <laughs> right. We're still, still working. Things right. happening. Yes. Still and things happening. Still things happening, you know, across the entire family, but also for work. But, you know, when we transition into fall, things change. And you're absolutely right. Something that can come up like jury duty, if you don't have that plan and then be able to know how to adjust that plan because of jury duty, so much anxiety can happen. Who's going to take the kids? to that practice tonight. Now I've got to make 10 phone calls. But if you already have figured that out before the morning of your jury duty, you're 10 steps ahead of the game. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But, and it, it's, you know, it's, it's practice. I mean, not, this doesn't, yes. this did not come like overnight. Like, so for us in our, in our household, it took us a while to find the routine that works for us, just like mm-hmm. the laundry routine, just like any type of other set schedules that we have in our household, it takes a while to see what works. And right. for right. and so that's why, you know, so like you do it on, you do your uh, planning on Fridays. I mm-hmm. have tried on other days of the week, but for me, Sundays works perfectly. So I'm sticking yeah. to Sunday because it works. So yeah. for you, you've got Friday and it works. So, but yeah. for both of us, we've, adjusted. We've tried to see every system, every, you know, any type of organizing for each other's households. And I think that it's a good thing to try something if it doesn't work. What I'm trying to, you adjust and it's okay to adjust. It takes time to figure it out. You're absolutely right. No, it does. It takes time. And nothing's overnight. I could tell you that right now. Nothing is overnight for like whatever you, and another thing, if you do do a reset or you do a weekly planning and you're and you do all these things give yourself at least a month or two to settle to see whether or not it really is beneficial for you and your family right that's my suggestion to let it like not not cut and change after a week or two because you don't Mm -hmm. see the results at least i don't think so i think you need to give it a full month of 30 days or more 45 to see a really good whether or not it does it works. Yeah, that's fair. And I think the last thing maybe we can think about is our communities. So as we're transitioning into fall and you're a working mom, what communities are you a part of who you can use, you can ask to support each other, whether that's your neighbors, the moms at school, uh, your networking groups, if there's something going on for work and you need uh, a backup, you know, Let's figure out what communities we're a part of and don't forget those as you're transitioning into fall because those can be really great resources for you, not only to help you at work, but to help you with things like getting the kids to the places they need to be so you can focus on the things that that you need to as well. 
Oh, absolutely. Yes, because just remember, you might there might be someone else that has either the same question that you might have or the same need. And if you do that outreach, you might be very pleasantly surprised that, you know, oh my gosh, I have the same question. I have the same need. I have this. Right. And right. it's more, it's, it's that support. It's the support system. Yes. Love it. Thanks for joining us today. Please leave us a quick review. Reviews help others find our podcast. And follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss a new episode. Join us again next week for more organizing ideas and tips. Until next week. Thank you.